She loves Chanel CC, designer belt GG, house full of models GG. How many bottles plenty? How many hating many? Run it up, 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 run up a check. Chillin' with hoes, I'm smashing a friend and I'm smashing the next. She said she love it, I do it the best. Hey you guys, welcome back to another episode of A Little Kiss and Tell. This is your girl Moneybags, and I am here with my co-host here today. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, your majesty, aka JC. Long time no here. And we have another special guest here today. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Feel free to plug anything that you have going on, as well as your social media handles. Yeah. Hi, my name is uh, Venice and I am a Atlanta local singer-songwriter. I'm originally from New York City. Um, I like long walks in the park and the beach <laughs> is my favorite move. Um, <laughs> I actually, um, so I actually just re recently released a, um, uh, a independent EP. Um, so um, a nice little seven track uh, project uh, called POV. Yes. Um, and you can find that everywhere. You can find me on social media, VNIS Music, um, or you can just Google VNIS and my face will pop up and uh, you can listen there. Nice. Congrats on that as well. That is so dope. Love to hear it. Okay. So we start our, our um, podcast off with uh, this exposition of the day. So today's exposition of the day is the Neil. It says the Neil involves both the man and the woman, or, you know, man and man, woman and woman. To Neil, the woman positions her legs as she pleases for a more comfortable penetration. So it's kind of like they're both on their knees, but I'm, I guess his legs are uh, between hers and hers are open, but this is what it looks like. Are you sure you're not just showing me a globe? <laughs> can y'all see it oh yes i see it i see it that's okay i can see it okay okay so, so pretty both? much both of them are on their knees and mm -hmm. they're penetrating but he's pen they're penetrating the other person yes so facing okay. each other so one's knees will have to be more closed and then the other person's knees outside of their knees facing each other so, so carpet like burn maybe you like what? this up and down or something or he like pop 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 but once again, it sounds like carpet burn. So hey. <laughs> you gotta be on the bed. Why are you always on the carpet? <laughs> you always on the goddamn flow. Because <laughs> you know I love the flow. Give me on the flow, baby. Don't get me on the bed. I'm dead. Okay, so we um are going to jump into the icebreaker game for today. We like to loosen everybody up. You can drink your choice if you want. Um, for today's icebreaker game, we have the dirty truth game. So I'm basically gonna ask a question and then we'll just go around the room and answer. Okay. Okay. So for our first one, it says, when was the last time you had sex? The last time I had sex was two days ago. Hey, two days ago. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Um, so I think so. It was right before my my best friend's birthday. So I think it was about two weeks ago. Um, best friends of Gemini. I like that. Hey. No cancer. 
Cancer. Oh shit! Oh, I'm a cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a cancer. Yeah, so yeah, it was about it was about two years ago. That was a hard, that was actually a hard question because I'm like, right, you got to think like, and be like, <laughs> does that count? Does that count? Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you said it was after the best friend's birthday. No, before, before the before. Birthday. Oh, got you. Yeah. Okay. Um, damn, y'all. Let me look at my little calendar thing because I be keeping track of these things, right? Oh, as a female, as a female, we have to. We could possibly, you know, get pregnant. Okay, let's see. Mine, it's been a minute. So my last time, oh my God, I ain't have sex all of June. See? What? Now y'all wonder why I've been uh <laughs> in my feelings <laughs> and <laughs> and stressed the fuck out. That's probably why I'm breaking out right now. God damn it. Um, yeah, so I haven't had sex since May the 30 no may 24th actually okay. God damn i ain't getting no dick in june that's just a damn shame and it's almost my birthday i need some birthday sex from okay. the right one they yeah. said july gonna july gonna be a abundance of penis coming your way <laughs> okay i just need the good penis and the right penis okay <laughs> but send it my way please okay so the next one it says have you ever fantasized about a teacher Tell who and what did you fantasize about? <laughs> oh, Venice, you smile at heart. I want you to go first. <laughs> I am like, I like, I you can't see because of the camera, but like my whole face just turned red. <laughs> I like, um, so I actually just read. Oh my God, can I save it? Okay, hold on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you said, Please. Yeah. We speak Please. about everything. Is this, is this behind a, this is not behind a paywall, right? This is just on Apple, hold on, let me see. Okay, it's, it's yeah. okay, it's okay. So I just, I'll just, I just recently um, graduated from my master's. Um, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, thank Congrats. you. In April. Okay. Um, but to be fair, it was not a professor, but the dean of the program, uh, <laughs> okay. I, not mad. I, because you know, because like for me, like intelligence is like because I like you know I've been a professional student, you know, for my mm -hmm. whole life, and um, just like intelligence, pizzazz, that kind of like just being in that that collegiate um, atmosphere, like really does it for me. And um, the dean was such an advocate of my success. It just made you know when someone likes you so much, it makes you yeah. like them. So yeah, I exactly. I've had a, a, a couple times. It was it was only two years, you know, the program. But throughout the two years, I definitely every time I closed my eyes a little bit, I was. Ooh, <laughs> it must have been hot. You got to tell you got to tell us what happened. Like, and how did that even go down? Well, it di it didn't happen. It was just a fantasy. Oh, okay, right. okay, yeah, okay, it was, okay. It was just it was just a fantasy. So, um, I I was like, I think I think uh, the dean is actually married. So okay. <laughs> that's why I was like, I was like, oh, should I? But it's fine. I mean, you can have you can have fantasies, right? Yes. Yeah, harmless. yeah, yes. harmless. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can always look, but don't touch. Yeah, exactly. That part. <laughs> I don't know if mine's was actually like a good fantasy, but. The only the first thing that came to mind was um what is that man name in high school? Uh oh. the the media teacher. Ben Barry? Yes, but it wasn't, but my fantasy wasn't about like having sex with him, but it was about being okay. fast. Oh damn. Like I wanted <laughs> to fight him so bad. We could oh, not stand each yeah, other. Yeah, I was about to we say really y'all ain't like uh uh. 
So then like once I exactly because once I had actually graduated, like he had he was like, So you graduated now, so what's up? And I was just like, Oh shit, we really about to fight outside graduation. Oh my god, that's a hot I'm not gonna lie, I I didn't hear the B and I thought you said eat. (laughs) Oh snap, eat his ass. I was like, I was like, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No (laughs) beat. Oh my god, that is too funny. Um, damn, mine's probably was back in fifth grade. We had the finest math um teacher. He had nice bald head. He was chocolate. He was smooth. He would always wear his little suits and everything. Everybody had a crush on him. So I would say mine's with him. And it was more so just like, I don't know, you know, we were in middle school, so I wasn't thinking too much into anything, but just like uh, dreamy-eyed every time he would ask me a question or I had to answer a question or whatever. Okay. Okay. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Um, have you ever faked an orgasm? Why and with who? Oh, women do it all the time. I don't think I've ever faked one. I think it would be hard to fake one. I think I, I've definitely act, acted as if I enjoyed something and I didn't. Oh, wow. I'd just be like, oh, yeah, so good. <laughs> oh, and I can imagine you doing it. I was so know you faking. Right. Cause it's all, it's it's very extra, but then like after that, I just like, all right, right, and then you gonna do that hour face. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So I um just like exclusive. I um actually only orgasmed from sex for the first time in like May. Really? Of this year um mainly mainly just mainly just because I I would like go through it and then I would pretend and then Mm -hmm. it's like okay like we're all good like blah 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 but like I think it happened because like I think I I think like I was exposed to like porn from like nine years old oh wow I was like really young and like I think it like I was walk uh like working through what was like happening and I think I was just like not being engaged in the same way as like when you see things on like tv or like you know right. um, the films and stuff like that so yeah it was actually may of this year was the first time like it was real really um, yeah wow Damn. yeah and i know would you so question you? would you always would you always like please yourself after then yes every okay. single time like three or four times like just like back to back yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, damn, that sucks. <laughs> but at yeah, least we I, finally got to experience one. Yeah, and it was and it was amazing. It was in Aruba, you know. So. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Not, that was hot. Not, not a bad place to be. You know? Okay. <laughs> I keep hearing Aruba. That's my third time hearing it this week. That's so funny. I know two other people that are going that don't even know each other. Um, how old are you, Venice? I I'm 26. I'll actually be uh, 27 next month. Oh my God, you are young. Okay, <laughs> baby. Okay, um, your majesty said, okay. And then for me, oh yeah, women do it all the time. The last time, let's see, have I ever faked one? Yeah, and then it said why and with who? Um, because I don't, like to me, I feel like if it's just dead silence in the bedroom, it's awkward. Right. So like, I think that, um, I know a lot of women get mad when women fake it these days. Like, we're, 
you know, we're adults now. They're like, stop doing that. You're gassing these men up. And then they go to the next woman and they think they're doing something in the bedroom. So I'm working on that. <laughs> um, but I would say why I did it was, yeah, just it was quiet. I wasn't really enjoying it. And I kind of just wanted it to be over, too. So, yeah. And what too? I ain't name dropping nobody, so All right, nobody gonna name drop. Now. That's a little. That's a little harsh. That's a little bit much. Okay, what is your secret fetish? Who gonna go? I'm open. This to be ready. I'm not. I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> like, okay. I, I. I was like, I should. I should have one thousand percent gone in that bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's okay. I'll go first. I'll step Sorry. up. I'll step up. Um, I think I recently just realized that I like <clears throat> what? <laughs> I think I like being spit, like spit in my mouth. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. It's so. like I don't know. I don't know. I like it. I haven't had it done like multiple times, mm-hmm. but like I think like I just be like I be wanting shit like that. Like I want like spit in my mouth, choke me a little bit shit like that yeah okay so has that been like a thing this year as of this year because you know that has uh, just talk with trey songs or whatever yeah okay. i mean it kind of started that way because like i was like drunk like it was just like a real drunken night like completely drunk and i was just down on my knees you know being oral stuff like that and i just looked up and i was just like spinning my mouth like, <laughs> Yeah, I had that happen once. I think mine was like two years ago. <sighs> a little freak leak. But anywho. <laughs> no, okay. what's yours? Um, secret fetish. Oh my God. I do not know what my fetish is. I don't think I have one yet. It's so many I things know. that I want to try that I have not tried. Oh my God. If y'all haven't watched Sex Life on um it's so Netflix. Netflix. It's such a great show. I was up till 3.30 in the morning yesterday yeah. watching that shit. It's a work night. Like, oh my God. Like, Everybody needs a Brad. Everybody needs to watch that. Like, yes, everybody needs a Brad. She is me. I am her. I don't want to get in a boring ass marriage. I'm so terrified of that. And I, yeah. Oh my, oh my God. Y'all got to watch it. There's so many hidden messages. Um. I'm going to check that out. Like, it was a very real movie. Like, I loved everything about it. And it's so sexy. It got... I want to try all those sex positions. So whatever that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that for me. I um, okay. I think that, so this sounds, this sounds really, I like, for the most part, I'll try anything twice. So like, I'm with for the most part, there are certain things that are just like hard nose, <laughs> but um, yeah. So really like, I just realized this like, maybe within like the last like two, three years. But when someone like aggressively tells me how amazing I am, like, or like how much they're into me, it makes me really into them. And I know that may be like a little bit of like narcissism, but like, it is, but like, like imagine it's like, it's just like someone saying like, oh, you're so fucking sexy. Like, oh, like right. I love your fucking lips. Like, you're just like, oh, do you? Oh, I am. Like, okay. you know, then it's just like, it's like, oh, keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Gas me up. Gas me up. Okay. I can see that only from somebody that I like. Like, because I hear it from people that I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, shut up. Shut up. (laughs) I think I would agree. I think you have to have some sort of attraction. 
Yeah. And then I think if you do, and then they put, then they do all that, you'd be like, oh, shit. Call that now. Yeah. I'm with it. Yeah, because that energy just feels like uh, it, it, it feels explosive when it, especially right. when they're saying it and you like them, like, oh, wow, like you do feel this way. I was just guessing the whole time, but like you're confirming it right now. Exactly. See, I'm with that. Okay. New Yorker. Let's see. <laughs> Final one. It says, what is your biggest turn off in someone of the opposite gender? Biggest turn off. I think my biggest turn off as far as like for a female, you said the opposite gender. Okay. Yep. My biggest turn off as far as for a female is like when girls like have like really fucked up hair, like. <laughs> I, and I'm and I'm and I mean like like just like you can either see like, like I don't know it's just like when their hair is just not right I don't know it's just like, like do you even like care about yourself okay and that may be a little harsh yeah. to say but I feel like I feel like you should always kind of like try to present yourself even if you're having a bad hair they throw on a hat or something okay. but like don't go out and like really feel like you all that that sounds so bad though doesn't it no i shouldn't be judging people okay thank you <laughs> he said i shouldn't be judging <laughs> no i mean it's your turn off so yeah it's not really judging but i think and as far as for guys can i go ahead and say for guys too okay for guys dirty shoes oh okay that's Maybe. so specific it is <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like just the shoes, just the okay. Shoes. Just so the shoes. Yeah. Not 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 the drawers, not the, right. Not the shoes. Dirty drawers. Just the shoes. <laughs> okay, the shoes. No. Um, I think I think ultimately, for me, the biggest turnoff is, and this has happened recently, like like a woman not wanting to work. I don't know. It like oh. it like it, it really is not attractive to me at all. And I've had conversations um, with like women I'm dating or just friends who they, they're just like, oh yeah, it's not my dream to work or it's not my dream to, you know, have to, you know, work a nine to five or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, but like, what is your passion? And then they right. don't have an answer for that. Mm. And to me, I'm like, that's so unsexy. Like at least have something that you want to do and you want to accomplish in your life, you know? Yes, Cause I'm like, I'm not going to be your money bag. Like that, that's <laughs> what she's looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great answer, though. I've never heard anything like that. Like, it makes sense, though, because it's just showing you that she's lazy, basically, right? Yeah. And wants the easy way out of life. My mother always said, you know, if you marry and have children with uh, a no good, unmotivated, um, unclean woman, she's going to raise a generation of unmotivated, unclean, mm. unmotivated children. Mm. Like, you know, so like, I like that. Ultimately, do I want that for my kids? Nah. Because <laughs> exactly. my whole thing is, even for women that nowadays are like housewives, like a lot of them still have some sort of passion mm -hmm. or something that they want to pursue. So even if it's not taking care of your kids, like a lot of them do like fun, um, like um, nonprofits and things like that. And I feel like I, I, so I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah. So you tell me you just want to sit at home and do nothing and spend money. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um for me biggest turn off uh for a man i'm oh it's so many but the biggest uh i would say just nasty or sloppy you know like your place is nasty 
or you just dress sloppily. Yeah. Because most of the time, those are the guys that expect to be with a woman that's going to clean up all the time and cook for him and wash his dirty drawers and do all that shit. If you can't keep yourself, you know, keep yourself clean on your own, how the hell am I supposed to do that? No, thanks. You need your mama. Mm -mm. <laughs> Thank you, next. That's sloppy. Okay. When you say sloppy, does that also include body? Yes. Yeah. Because, um, I mean... Any shape, size, you could still carry right. yourself in a clean, you know, clean manner and you're sharp, right. like got some swag, you know, fashionable. But if you just like, got your booty crack out and shit, that shit, ugh. <laughs> I hate seeing somebody booty crack sticking out. Pull your drawers up. Like you don't feel that breeze in your ass crack. Oh my God. Or when people, <laughs> people are sagging and their underwear clearly are used, like very, very used. <laughs> Thank so you. you could at least you could at least open a new pack if you knew. At least. <laughs> right. You got the pants under their booty. Like if you gonna show all them drawers, you need to have on some clean ones and some new ones. Yes. Yes. Freshly washed. Okay. Agreed. Look good. Okay. Let's see. Okay. So for today's in your business, I'm going to kick it off to my co-host, Your Majesty. In your business. Everybody, all right, everybody. So y'all know for today's in your business with your majesty. Oh, I should have um Venice has to sing it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I was like, what was the melody? <laughs> oh, it's just like I do like a little medley every time I present my little in your business. But okay, okay so today I really want to talk about because I saw this when I was at the gym um okay. on TMZ, and it was the y'all know the little rapper girl Lele. Like she, um, I forget what song she did, but she's like um, a TikTok um, famous chick. Oh, okay. And she was also on Instagram, but she, I think she like did something in like, she was also like in a few commercials. But anyway, it's a little girl named Lele. She's like an upcoming rapper. I think she's like 14. Um, she had got invited over to the Kardashians to have like a play date with North. Really? So yeah. So like while she was over there, cause um Cause I think like at North birthday party last year, she was like doing the little rap part of what one of Lele songs. And then, so oh, that's how Lele knew that she was a fan. So yeah. Okay, I think I did hear about that last right. year. Right. So they had a play date, did some TikTok uh, videos and everything. And when um, Lele posted it, she had got a text message not too soon after that to take the video down of Northwest. So then she had came out, she was just like, I'm confused, like, what's going on? She was like, I'm just a kid. Why was I invited over there to play? And y'all right. know I'm TikTok famous, and y'all know we're doing videos. Exactly. And then y'all tell me to take it down. So then she had posted on Instagram, she was just like, hey, Kim Kardashian takes me to take down the new TikTok video with North in it. I don't know why they invited me to the house. This industry sucks. She was oh, like, I, I actually... I asked what I did wrong and they didn't answer me. So confused on what this industry is. Just trying to make good positive music for the never give uh, for the new generation pound never give up. Oh my gosh. And I love that she said it like that because this generation is fucked up. And yeah. the way like how sensitive this country is now and everything that comes out on social media is ridiculous. Um you can't do shit. <laughs> it's like, this is a kid. First of all, you invited me to your crib. I'm going to record whatever the fuck I want to record because you ain't make me sign no NDA or nothing. 
So exactly. she really can repost that video if she wants to. Um, and secondly, if your daughter is a fan of me, what's the problem? Like, she's just singing my song. It's not like I recorded her singing some new track she about to drop or something. Help me. Right. And, I don't know. And then even if y'all see the video, like, y'all might want to go see. Hold on. Oh, I actually can turn my camera around. Because okay. the video is, like, really cute. I mean, they're little girls doing little girl stuff. So it's not like it's even anything, like, ratchet. Oh, that's cute. And that's, oh, that's it. cute. That's it. That's what she wanted her to. That's do. it. She so wanted I, to say a word. She just dancing in the back. I I feel I feel a little bit differently. Okay. Just mainly because because like I you know my. Uh, day to day like I work in like corporate you know mm -hmm. and a lot of the interactions that people have with celebrities they don't realize that like celebrities are ultimately like a brand right the specifically their Kardashians and their children are an extension of that brand okay. like something as simple or something as mundane as posting to Instagram it may seem like super simple to us right like it's oh it's just a cute little um Instagram video but behind you know Northwest is a brand, a trademark, there's compensation, there's there's promotion that comes along with just the uh, just the um, closeness yep. to the to the brand, right? Gotcha. So mm -hmm. let's say she posts this video with Northwest. People see this video with Northwest. Northwest is not everywhere over the internet. She's just, you know, she's as Kim feels fit to post her. Mm -hmm. This girl gets 1.2, 1.5 million video or views on this video. And now it's something that she can monetize, right? Mm -hmm. And even if she was famous before, that proximity to Northwest is increasing yeah. her, her net worth, right? Yes. Yeah. So to me, even though these are people and these are children, it's not just people and it's not just children. These are contracts, these are deals that have to be signed. You know, if you want Northwest to appear in a video, I'm sure there's all types of legal mess that you have to go through, you know? So yeah, she invited her over there for a play date, but then ultimately if, you know, this young woman is gonna, you know, this young girl is gonna, you know, wanna make this her business, she's gonna have to make sure that she's consistently keeping up with the management of the things that she does. And part of that should have been checking with Kim before she posted it, since that is her daughter. Mm. I could, okay, and I definitely could see where, where you are coming from, because they are all a brand, like Huge. everything that they do, like it, it's never, a mistake of what they drink or where they're at or what they're wearing. I completely mm -hmm. agree with that. I just, I guess I feel like, and, and I, I guess it kind of sucks also for North because North probably didn't understand. She probably right. didn't see anything wrong with the video. Mm -hmm. But of course, as he stated, it makes a lot of sense because it was not only Kim, but it was Kim's management team that mm -hmm. also, that, that did the responding back to what Lele had posted. Mm -hmm. So as he stated, like, it's not just a kid and it, it, I mean, North is a kid, but in the sense of what Venice was saying, I completely understand that, you know, a brain. I don't know. She's a but it's, but, but for the kids, it sucks. Yeah, yeah it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I that's why I you make people sign NDAs before they enter your house. So that was very true. I mean, <laughs> very. <laughs> 
And I guess that's that's why probably a lot of play dates happen with like other celebrity kids because if we both, because I feel like if mm-hmm. it was Northwest and Blue Ivy, it wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be an issue at all because right, they're both going to get it. I don't, I don't think that would happen. <laughs> it would. It's not. It's not. It's not in a fantasy. Yes, I think Beyonce. I think Beyonce is pretty been pretty clear about how she feels about Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I agree. I agree, man. Mm, mm, mm. All right, but that's it. Bring your business. Okay. Well, there it is. Now for today's topic: open preferences. So we wanted to talk on this topic because we know that Venice, you're a bisexual, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have a few questions. Just want to feel free to like interrupt us and share like a story because we love story time. Okay. Um, we love the deets. So <laughs> let's see for our first question. When did you first realize your attraction to both male and female? Um, so I think I think and my <laughs> my dog is like trying to make out with me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so I think since I was young, like the same the, the same time that wherever the timeline is in your life that you've discovered that you liked anyone. Um, I think that was like around the same timeline for me, right? Um, I always, I always like would in school, I would go after the prettiest girl in class and like, you know, spend all of my coins at the little uh, vending <laughs> vending machines. You remember with the little gummy, the thing right. to the wall and the little fake <laughs> oh, rings. Hand. Yeah, I would I go to like arcade and like go and like <laughs> bring those as like gifts and stuff like that. Um, oh, that's cute. But I think, I, yeah, I think since I as as young as I can remember, but it wasn't until around high school that I actually kind of um, that I had like my first same sex relationship or um, like intimate re- um, intimate interaction um mm-hmm. it, it it was kind of one of those moments where I was just like okay like I know that this is how I feel but then it felt weird and then I was just like oh I this person goes to school with me the, you know this is going to be a little bit and I remember um I remember we just like it was uh I'm not going to say the person's name but um <laughs> you know it was like my junior or senior year in high school and I remember this kid he's so 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 gay <laughs> like, like was, I just remember he was just like very very it was like undeniable like he, okay. did, he didn't even try to like he was just uh-huh. one thousand, yeah he was like 1000% himself okay. and you know um being in touch with authenticity wasn't something that I really knew or knew to be true especially as a high schooler you know we're all kind of angsty and I was battling right. The feelings of just like okay I feel this but I'm not really and he was just so persistent and I remember um we went to the pool in my neighborhood and um we he was just coming over to swim and literally just like like swam up to me and kissed me and I was just like wow. I, I I remember I originally was just like ah right. <laughs> I'm like, I was like I don't I don't I don't I was like what's happening but then I, I turned back and I'm like okay this is I was like, okay, something, I felt something, you know, I can't, I can't say that I didn't feel anything. So I felt something. And then, you know, we made out in the shower and stuff like that. But I remember um, at the time I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready yet to like, not, I because I never came out, but I wasn't ready to admit admit that part of uh, my identity to myself or to others. Right. Um, Yeah. 
And I remember we were in class together and he said something under his breath along the lines of, oh, I'm just going to tell everyone. And I remember I freaked out because I just became like, I was like one of like three black kids in my graduating class. Oh, wow. So like, I already had like a lot going against me with my race and my ethnicity. Um, I was like, my sexuality, I didn't need that to be one of them as well. Um, Exactly one of the factors that were kind of like holding me back from making, you know, lasting relationships. Right. Um, And I remember I just blacked out and I full on punched him in the face. And (laughs) do I regret it? No. You you ultimately should never, and it's like just a rule, you should never try to out anyone. Ever. Yeah. Everyone's personal journey is their personal journey. Mm -hmm. And when they're ready to admit that to themselves, then let them do that. But he was, he was, he was, he was really getting really uh, frisky, but yeah, it was, so it was, I I would say it was a combination between um, when I was in elementary school and then um, kind of confirmed when I was in high school um, about just generally how I, how I felt, Um, you know, so yeah. Wow, nice. That was deep. I feel yeah, like your story. I love it. I, it was a cute but story. honestly, like I feel like that's like for everybody because, like, initially, of course, I was attracted to girls, but mm-hmm. I was also attracted to guys. And I remember I was talking to my sister the other day. Like, it was in elementary school. It was one of my best friends. <laughs> I used to call him on the phone and act like I was my sister. And like we were, I would talk to him for hours. Like oh my hours. god, get out! But then I swear. But then I used to always be like, "But don't say nothing to me in school, because you know you're a great hire than me. I mean, I'm a great hire than you, so oh you know god. I don't want nobody to know. So he would never say he would that never trust so her. Funny. Y'all, it was horrible. But then like, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I never do this. <laughs> yes, but I didn't act on being attracted to guys until well like full out at I was like 15 16 but then like I didn't actually have like my first sexual experience with a guy so I was like 20 so yeah wow late bloomer yeah very <laughs> late bloomer. <laughs> okay so what about like non-binary are you open to date non-binary or a trans person um so so i i actually have okay um um, so i i've dated uh a a trans a transgender woman and i've also dated someone who was non-binary um and i actually found out that they they were non-binary later um so while we were dating they identified as a woman and as female presenting um just like a little androgynous. Um, but yeah, in, in regard to um, dating, so I, I was probably same around a sophomore, junior in college okay. um, and, and when I was an undergrad. And um, I just remember like, uh, I'm gonna call, I, I'm just gonna call her out. I remember, uh, <laughs> I'm sure she's fine with it. Um, so I was dating, um, I was dating this uh, woman, uh, her name was uh, Brooklyn, um, or her name is Brooklyn. And um, it was so 
for me, like, I just remember, I don't remember exactly how we met. And um, this is very rare because I usually remember exactly the moment that I meet people, yeah. um, what they were wearing and all of that stuff. But I don't remember exactly if we met through like an app or like through like, just like in person. But I remember meeting her and I, I remember had a little bit of reservation. And my best friend at the time, I would kind of like talk through um, my feelings because I'm like I'm like ultimately like I think this person is like super attractive um, but I remember our first meeting I was super scared to just like get out of the car to go to the um, movies we went to the movies and I remember seeing her and I was just like oh my god you're so first of all you're so gorgeous like it's very rare you meet someone and they look just like their pictures right right yes. um, but she looked just like her pictures and um, and it it was very it put me at ease because, and I know this is a little bit problematic, but she was, she's extremely um, like feminine and female presenting. Okay. Um, but, you know, you hear so much, you, you hear so much, especially within, you know, black and brown communities about, you know, just like transphobia and like things that right. were kind of put into our ear about the way that people live their lives. And I kind of had these reservations and these, these stigmas that I was, allowing society to place on me because I'm just like okay like if we go to the movies are people going to know that I'm you know with someone who is trans or like you know if we're holding hands are people going to bully her and you know what right. I'm saying so um you know the fact that she was just so feminine so dainty and just so you know it did put me at ease but um it wasn't until you know we started having like really really in-depth conversation that i that i kind of grow, grew to understand that you know uh the the stories that trans individuals tell us about their identity um mm -hmm. about ultimately feeling like a you know like there's just you know i'm just uh, uh ultimately for a transgender woman i'm a, a i'm a woman born in the wrong body right or like i'm a man born in the wrong body mm -hmm. and to people that sound so to just the you know john q public that sounds so complicated it's like how does that you know like what is this this is a disassociative thing but as someone who has dated and has been intimate with women and dated and has been intimate with men who cisgender, who identify with the sex and the gender that they were born with, um, I can tell you, if you've ever sat down and talked to a transgender woman or man, you know, she smelt the same way that any of my other girlfriends smelt. You know, her room was arranged in the same pink, frou frou fluffy shit <laughs> you know that you know all of my um you know my cisgender girlfriends were and ultimately the way she thought was so feminine you know mm -hmm. it's like it this is not this is not an argument of if this is a feminine man it's like no this is exactly a, this is a woman who is okay. you can't imitate this yeah you know yeah. i was like because you know the smell it's like that pheromone thing. it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's like you smell you smell dainty you don't smell like you know like you're trying to you know like, yeah like you're trying to cover up right yeah, yeah yeah so um it was ultimately like like you know we we didn't we didn't last mainly from my own my own issues and going through school and i tend to be a little bit of a workaholic so um you know we didn't work out but ultimately like I, I think, I, though I identify as bisexual, I think I push more along the lines of like, just like, just sexually fluid or like more like mm -hmm. pansexual because I really am just open to anyone and, you know, any spirit that just ultimately aligns with, you know, what I want in my life, right? 
So um, yeah. So what's the word you use? You said pansexual. Yeah, pansexual. Mm -hmm. um, so. So the difference, so the difference between pansexual and bisexual, and I have a problem with the word pansexual, and I'll tell you why. So people identify pansexual as being open to dating despite or along the gender spectrum, right? So either they ignore the gender spectrum and they just don't care, they'll date anyone um, or any individual as long as there's an attraction or they date non-binary transgender people who are cisgender or, or sit, sit somewhere in between, right? Um, my problem with that generally is that I tend to think of trans individuals as the gender that they were assigned yeah. or, 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 or trans individuals as the gender that they assign themselves. Okay. Yes. So if, if you say, you know, I'm, I'm a transgender woman and I identify as a woman, I think I, I don't say you're a trans woman, I say you're a woman. You know, if you're a trans man and you identify, you know, as a trans man, I say you're a man. So ultimately it wasn't until recently that I, like I was kind of uh, exposed to the concept of, okay, well, what about non-binary individuals? Mm -hmm. Not saying that I wouldn't, I, cause I have, not saying that I wouldn't date non-binary individuals, but I'm just generally along the lines of attraction, those aren't usually people that I am attracted to. So, gotcha. you know, I like, I like feeling like there's something, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a leaning somewhere, you know? Like there's not an in-between. It's not like I'm just, I got you. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's not that I'm discrediting your experiences, you know? Right. Like if that's how you identify, that's fine. But I'm like, ultimately it has not something that it has not been something that I have yet come across that I have just gone and looked for, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. And then, so what would you describe your ideal dating situation? Like who would be dominant ones that makes the plans or pays for the dates and things like that like is there gender roles or if you want it whatever you call it like what how would you describe that and what would be your ideal dating situation um I think I think the older I get and the farther I get into you know music and my my career and just life I my perspective and my perception of what I want tends to change I, I originally was like really, really caught up on like the gender roles, right? So whoever is feminine in the relationship is the domestic, right? Okay. And then whoever is masculine, um, you know, is the breadwinner goes out, right. you know, gets the paper and then comes home and, you know, that's the situation. But I think now that I've really thought about what it is that I want, I've realized a few things. I've realized that one, I don't necessarily um, subscribe to the concept of monogamy the way that I thought that I once did. I, I, you know, we grew up, especially if you're a millennial, you grew up in this kind of like Disney generation of, you know, mm -hmm. the, the prince and the princess and the, mm -hmm. the two kids and the dog and, you know, the happy life, you know, forever, ever after. Mm -hmm. um, and this was just kind of the, 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 the feelings that we had growing up. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm someone who has looked at data a lot in my life. I know that unfortunately, like it's around like 61% of marriages now end in divorce. That's not a good statistic. 
Um, you know, if you had a 60, even if you had over a little bit over a 50% chance of walking out of your house and getting hit in the head with a bowling ball, you probably would not want to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, oh, I'm staying aside forever. (laughs) So, um, so when I look at that and I look at the data, um, and I look at the concept of, you know, black women specifically are really, really out earning black men right now. They're the breadwinners, they're the most educated, you know, um, you know, um, I think only actually only 6% of the 6% of the United States population has a master's degree out of that 6%, 1% of uh, 1% of those are actually black people and out of that 1% is like 0.006 are black men. Right. So, so black women are really, really kind of like putting on their soldier hat and soldiering up and it's really challenging the concept of gender roles. Right. Mm. So when you look at this from like a scientific, you know, standpoint, it's like, okay, well, just in society, we're not being presented with anecdotal evidence that proves to me that one, we should be monogamous Two that we should even ascribe to gender roles because if we do, where does that lead us? Is, are we going to be are we going to be you know that forty percent of marriages that may just be lucky? Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I do know that I, I do know that I want to be married. If I do get married, um, it would ultimately be an open relationship. Um, the one, one of the biggest things that I've realized is that I'm, I, I I don't care about sex as much as everyone else. Okay. You know, so if that, if, if my partner or whoever I'm with wants to sleep with other people, it would not be offensive to me because the thing that really attracts me to people is their brain. Okay. Um, and their mind. So I, we couldn't, we couldn't be dating other people. I, I, that would be like a hard no for me. So, so no poly, no poly relationship. I don't yeah I, I mean I don't yeah polyamory no we can't yeah. we can't be falling in love with other people like if I see if I see <laughs> if, if I see you know somebody making you laugh the way that I make you laugh we're fighting you know like, right <laughs> so but ultimately if you came back to me and said like you know like oh like you know I slept with somebody and like you know it was good I'm like oh my god tell me all about it you know okay um in terms of gender roles though I really haven't thought about that because I've just always been someone who I like being taken care of, Mm -hmm. but I also am strongly, strongly, like I'm a Leo. I'm very much, yeah, I'm very much a provider. Like I want to make sure that like whoever I'm with is taken care of. Um, But I do like sometimes feeling like, you know, like, oh, I don't have to do anything today. And, you know, like I can, I can, you know, cook you something and, you know, like, you know, clean up the house and, and, you know, feeling all of this. So I'm just like, I would want someone who meets me wherever I'm at for the day, you know, it's like that balance. It's like Mm -hmm. that, you know, that, that scale of, you know, okay, today I noticed that, you know, he's taking a little bit more charge. I'm going to fall back or he's not, he's not where he normally is today. I'm going to step up. Mm. And to me, that balance is like the sexiest thing in the world. Um, Love it. So, quick yeah. follow-up question. Up right. Listen, I'm, I'm, over notes. I'm over here like, oh, let me put it over here in my mind on the left side. And then <laughs> exactly. I, going, I, had a, I had a follow-up question. So um, do you know what your love language is? Yes. Ooh, good one. Um, so I have, so my two top love languages are words of affirmation mm-hmm. and uh, quality time. So mm-hmm. 
to me, quality time, we, obviously we know what words of affirmation is, right? Like, right. tell me how much you like me. Tell me how, you know, handsome or beautiful you think I am, like whatever. Um, but to me, the one that gets people is quality time because they think quality time is um, almost defined as always being up under each other. And that's not right. how I operate, right? Mm -hmm. I can't say, like my perfect ideal relationship would be us having two homes and a condo. Yes. I live I live in one home, you live in the other home, and then oh we share we, we share a high rise together and we just meet in the middle somewhere. Yes. Because the concept of living with someone 24-7, 365 Ooh. makes me nauseous. Mm. It really does make me nauseous. It nauseates me. I do not mind sharing a bed, <laughs> but cook breakfast and leave in the morning. Oh my God. Thank you. Listen. I am Venice. Venice, where there. have you been, bro? Where have you been? Where I am there, Venice. Been? Like, <laughs> that's how I feel too, especially after, like, I've been single nine years now. Yeah. I look back, my last relationship was my last relationship, but it was like, yeah. that's all I have here and remember. So it's like, yeah, that whole living, man. No. And then we were living in an apartment. So it's like, when it's even a small space, it's even worse. But like, if I was rich and we had a big, you know, I need a wing, you need a wing, we got the middle place, like something like that. Like to me, the most sexy. Yeah, to me, the most sexy part of a relationship is having those moments where you miss the person. I was yes. just right? about to say that. Yes. Like, I'm like, let me miss you. Like, don't don't blow up my phone 24-7. We could check mm -hmm. in. And that's that quality time mm -hmm. aspect, right? The the time mm -hmm. that we are spending is of quality. Yes. So when we do see each other, we're really connecting organically the way that we normally would. But you see someone every day, you wake eventually I'm gonna start being annoyed by everything you do. That's what happened <laughs> to me. I came home, it was a shoes in front of the door. Yeah. I went off. I was that <laughs> that was when I broke up with him. I'm like, I just had it. I'm like, uh-uh, I told you this. You did. Yeah. So it was the shoes at the door that made you just finalize that. That was what made me just blow up because I had been this, so much in. <laughs> this trend of shoes, you, I mean, you're over here with the dirty, you're here with the dirty shoes, you're here with the shoes in front of the door. I mean, I'm so glad I'm barefoot right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I just hate mess. Like yeah. he was clean, but he would clean when he wanted to clean, like he had a cleaning day. But I'm like, little shit like that, keep it tidy. Like what's the point of getting the house junky so you can have to clean it up again on Saturday? Yeah. But right. <laughs> that's a different story. But oh my God, you're so intelligent too for your age. Like you're you are. very mature and wise. I love it. Cause you're teaching us some things and some of the things just you're saying, I'm like actually relating to it. And I'm like, yes, exactly. That's it. Yeah. <sighs> that's probably why I'm still saying <laughs> uh, Money, can we switch up question number four? Yeah, I think I have a better yeah. question. Okay. <laughs> so. So, so being in the um, music industry um, and seeing um, artists like Little Nas and who recently, someone recently came out, it was a female rapper. She recently came out and said she was bisexual. Mm -hmm. I can't remember who it is. I think it's like- Oh, uh, 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 Meg? Meg? Uh, now, Meg, was doll it Cuban house. Doll or something like that? Doll. Yeah, some, some doll. But I do know that Megan <laughs> Thee Stallion definitely, um, I know Megan Thee Stallion, at least from what I've heard, she definitely, you know, is very open yeah. sexually to, to either role. How does that make you feel knowing that, you know, you have a generation or at least a group of artists that set up in similar mindsets of the way that you are? 
So I remember sitting down with my team and um, when we first, cause we just started, um, I originally had like a bunch of projects that I released in 2015. Um, so I had a couple albums, EP singles. Uh, we kind of wiped everything and I went overseas to Korea. Um, when I came back from Korea, I, you know, I was back in the city in New York and I moved back here and I never realized how artistic a city Atlanta is, but, you know, I, I put together this team um, and we were, I remember they were like, okay, Venice, you need to do pride. Um, you know, whenever pride happens, cause we started during the pandemic, right? So like, they're mm -hmm. like, whenever pride happens, you need to perform at pride. And I remember I was like, nah, like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, and I was like, where is it? Oh, Atlanta? No, I don't want right. to. Atlanta Pride, I don't want to do that. And the reason why um, for me was because the the unfortunate reality of an artist, uh, of being an artist um, is that you're ultimately a brand, right? You're a brand per personified. So right. you're, some, you're something that is a living, breathing product. Um, and what comes with a lot of brands is like, a, is like a strategic positioning. So usually they say like, you're going to be a pop star, you're going to be an R&B star, you're going to be a, you know, country music star. And this is where you sit within the industry and there's no room to pivot. Right. Mm -hmm. So what happens historically with, um, artists who identify as LGBTQIA plus is that mm -hmm. they come out and then their career is stagnated because now they're only able to do pride. You know, yep. you're only seeing them once a year in June. Okay. You're only seeing them when, you know, uh, VH1 or our logo has a special. Um, their, their, their music is only being, you know, syndicated on, you know, gay content or gay shows. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I, heavily wanted to avoid I'm like ultimately I don't make music for just like I, I I don't consider my music at all like a gay lane like I really I'm like I I talk about sex relationships dating intimacy the same way with women as I do with men so there's really no if you listen to my music you you don't know who the hell I'm talking about you know what I mean right it could be anyone mm -hmm. um but artists like Sam Smith um, who is non-binary and also mm -hmm. a, um, a, a gay individual and Demi Lovato, who is non-binary and also, um, you know, I guess along the spectrum, um, Little Nas, Meg. I think it's so powerful because these are people that aren't independent. They're represented by huge major money, mm -hmm. um, huge major moves. And the industry is saying, you know what, we're going to create a lane where you're able to be mainstream and also be authentic, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's big. Do I think that little Nas should slow down? No. Make us be, make, make while you have the money and while you have the, the, the pedestal, yes. you know, make as much noise as possible because quite frankly you know when we think about what pride is all about you know down to the foundation you know looking at you know marcia johnson at stonewall mm -hmm. throwing that first brick you know um pride is ultimately about being heard being seen and allowed a seat at the table so mm -hmm. when i think about the fact that 
I'm an artist and I'm starting out and I'm independent. And I just ultimately, if I, if I have, I have a catalog of like 500 songs. If I have a song somewhere that I say boy instead of girl, I just want to make sure that when I release that, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not the next Todrick Hall who can gotcha. only, you know, who can only, you know, perform in heels now because that's how he started. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Thank you. That was an amazing um answer, man. Yeah, I, I just I really wanted to pick your brain with that. That was <laughs> that was really, really good. Cause I completely agree with, with everything you said. Cause honestly, little Nas performing at the BET Awards and at the end of him doing that kiss, I was like, I took my hat off. I was like, bro, make make the make the uncomfortable even more uncomfortable. Like shake it all the way up. And if you really notice, like it was more people applauding than booing. Or, yeah. Well, I didn't hear a boo, but you know what I'm saying? Like it was more yeah. people applauding that because in this day and age, like you need it. Like, you know what I'm saying? You 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 want to have the respect of your peers, of course, but you also mm-hmm. want to be comfortable with being yourself. And as exactly. you said, not being put into a box or a section of, oh, this is where you're at and this is where you're going to stay. Yeah. And I think and I think outside of sexuality, gender expression, music as a whole is really starting to take that approach because you look at artists like Doja Cat, who mm-hmm. um, she's a rapper, she's a singer, she's a dancer, she does it all. You look at artists like Lil Nas X came out as a rapper, a country, a gay country rapper. Right, yeah. And now, and now he's making pop music. Um, and he's singing and he's dancing and you know so I look at these I mean even Kalani who you know Mm -hmm. has carved out a lane for herself with Victoria Monet who um is uh was Ariana Grande's writer and also Mm -hmm. best friend um you know these artists who are queer individuals they're they're loud they're out there they're able to carve out any swim lane for themselves that they can Mm -hmm. find possible and to me that's so inspiring because I'm like, okay, gone are the days where if you, you if you become famous singing a pop song, you can only sing pop for the rest of your career. Exactly. That's, yes. that, that's freedom right there. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember when K. Michelle, remember she, they were yes. uh, keeping her, yes, she wanted example. to do country. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I want country. So. And she's working on that country album. And I think she, that's and I think um, K. Michelle has such a special cadence and a special tone mm-hmm. to her voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, you know, she, she uh, had a, I guess, a very special writer business relationship with R. Kelly, and that was kind of her mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, now that he's not here, I really hope that she can find a new mentor with someone who is in country music who can right. allow her to use that voice of hers to get all those yodels out and yeah. you know, yes, really, really, because I think that country is still one of those industries, you know, just like you know, just like corporate America, where there are very few black people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's I think I can think of two wow. two black country stars off the top of my head, um, and K. Michelle will be the third. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, wow. yeah, oh, man, that's amazing. Okay, so how would you say music has allowed you to express yourself sexually? Hmm. And like, what is your music based off of? Like, is it sexual? Is it what are you giving? Yeah, I, so (laughs) I remember um, when I first started, I was just like, I was like, oh, I'm going to be the next. You remember when um, I was, you probably were a little bit older than me, but I was like, I was maybe in middle school 
And I remember hearing, it's seven o'clock on the dock. And I remember listening to this song over and over and over again. And then the next song I heard was, I wanna know what turns you on. And then I was like, and then we went from that to, um, then we went to Danelle Jones, Where I Wanna Be. And I was listening to all of this music of these kind of like male R&B artists who were just like Mm -hmm. freely expressing their sexuality, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Right. Or their relationship qualms. They weren't, they weren't bitching or moaning. They were, (laughs) they were really, they were really saying like, hey, I'm going to tell you what it is that I, that I'm going to do and I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Um, so when I first started writing music, it was like, it was, I mean, super graphic. It was like, <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you Trey songs, but like X, 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 you know? I love it. Um, and the thing is, I finally found how to do that the right way, right? Okay. So on the EP, I have this song um, called Drunk Dial. Um, mm-hmm. I have two songs, actually. I have a song called Drunk Dial and I have a song called Pleasure Vision. Um, and drunk dial was actually, um, following it. It's based off of a true story. It was following, um, I met this, uh, I met this, uh, girl on Tinder and, um, we talked for like two, three weeks and no, no worries. (laughs) And before, um, before we actually ended up like nailing down a date to like, just like meet up. We ended up meeting at, out at a restaurant. I was on a I was on a meeting with my music manager, and like she was in front of the she was in the line in front of me. And I remember I was just like, "Oh my god, I'm so scared! Like that's her, that's her. She sent me what she was wearing this morning, you know, like <laughs> blah, blah blah, like that's her." And my manager was like, "I was like, I was like, we have to go to another restaurant. She's gonna think I'm stalking her." And, <laughs> and my manager was like, "She's like, if you don't shut the hell up, I'm hungry." <laughs> And I'm like, I'm like, no, like we have to leave. This is really weird. Like she was not having, she was not having it. But I remember I ended up sending her a drink. I sent her and her friend a drink. Um, yes, that's like job. Yeah, at the at the table. And then I walked over once the um the waiter gave her the drink, and I was like, I was like, hey, I was like, I, she was like, that's so crazy. And I'm like, yeah. So like, you know, it was her friend's birthday, so we ended up uh going out for like uh like a nightcap um and just like, getting uh, more drinks. And I was, I remember I was just so nervous because I'm like, wow, like she, again, looks just like her pictures, you know, (laughs) the same personality in person that doesn't normally happen. Mm -hmm. And I remember just being so like drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was like very, very wasted. And um, we ended, we ended up hooking up, but um, I had, I remember the couple days after that, I had to go into the studio to basically finished this EP because we put down this like really stringent timeline and I'm like I was missing one song and um I remember um my manager's like okay we're leaving now the car like the car we have to get the car going we have to go to the studio and I was like no I have to write the song and like I remember I had this beat and I was like and I was like listening to the beat and I was like and I just started going I was like remain an independent baby what have you been doing lately? Sorry, mean to call your phone like this. Lady, tell me what you have on. Kind of get a picture. You know how this go. No, you down for more, but I ask for sure. And I was just like, oh my God, man. Like, I'm like literally just like writing down our, like writing down our text messages. Right. Wow. Right. 
And I was like, you know, I was like, I, I was like, I can't be too careful out here, looking so good and it's not fair. If you tell me your intentions, forget to mention, I could slide through in three to five. And I was like, okay, this is going somewhere. I so like I literally wrote, I literally, <laughs> I was like, I literally wrote down everything. And I was, she was like, we have to go. And she's like pulling me out of the, pulling me out of the apartment. <laughs> and I was like, the studio was like right down the street. I lived in a, um, a loft in Midtown. And um, mm -hmm. we get in the studio, I get in the booth. I write, I like, I record those sections that I wrote down. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't account for, there's an entire like minute left of the song. <laughs> so I recorded everything. They were like, what next? Yeah. And I remember texting her and I was just like, I was like, hey, I was like, what's up? <laughs> I was like, what are you doing tonight? Um, you know, and she was just like, kind of, she was just kind of like riffing and stuff with me. And I was like, and then I think she sent me, she just sent me a picture of like something she was wearing. And I was just like, okay, I went back in the studio and I was like, just press play. Literally the last half of the song is me just freestyling, talking to her. I love that. So I, okay. sung, so I sung it one take and I was just like, we're not re-recording it. We're not redoing it. We're not like, nothing's happening. I was like, that is it. So that was, that was just like how Drunk Dial came to be, right? Um, and the, the, the fun thing about music for me now is the nuances of writing. Mm. It's, mm. it's ultimately just, I can take people on a journey Mm. Um, from beginning to end, mm -hmm. and ultimately, they don't have to know what 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 happened. They just have to know right. what I tell them. Yeah. So ultimately, I'm I'm the author of my own voice and my own story. Yeah. But it's so fun, like to look back at it and like say, like, oh wow, like this was full on like a real life experience. Where <laughs> I was like full on just trying to hit somebody up, like to get right. someone, You know what I mean? We right. have no clue. We like oh my. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so dope because that kind of reminds me of like how r&b was anyway back in the day or like usher did right. that i'm in the studio like you know having those conversations with the female or whatever yeah. or leaving the voicemail and stuff that's dope i'm gonna have to check yeah. that out we gotta check that out yeah i actually that's actually what the noise was like i was pulling it up on soundcloud oh, <laughs> oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i was like love oh, it <laughs> Yeah, yes, you have I mean that would be a that would be a dope song to play, right? Especially after that story, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, beautiful voice, Venice. Thank uh, you. You have a very good voice, man. Very. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but I think I think ultimately, like, um, so the EP POV for me was a it was it was a personal letter to myself. Um, mm kind of following all of the mistakes that I made um, through one or two relationships. So like ultimately all of the songs are following the path of me going through like this trauma, right? Cause I went through some like really, really messy breakups and messy relationships with like really bad toxicity and stuff like that, especially when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, starting with like so emotional um, on like, this is literally track one in the EP. It's like, you know, just like talking about like, I'm feeling emotional, you know, I, though I'm hurting, I just can't let you go. 
Um, and then, you know, you, you kind of move into like this, don't stop, put it in motion where it's like, okay, like he's, he's, he's left that situation. He's moving, he's dating again, but ultimately at the precipice of this relationship, just like all of the others is intimacy and sex. Cause you know, a lot of, a lot of the relationships that I found myself in that did not work. They started with like really like heavy passion, right? Mm. So like the song is just kind of like this like ballad between, um, you know, a man and a woman. And, you know, he's saying like, you know, like, hey, like this is how I feel. And she's like, you know, like this is how you're making me feel. Um, so let's feel this together. And that's kind of like where the climax takes you. Um, and then it moves into drunk dial, right? So it's like, it's like, okay, well, you know, I've had, I've had this moment but I still can't let go of like this, like freedom that I have experienced. So let me like get my little booty call on. Um, <laughs> and, and then, you know, you move into like pleasure vision and pleasure vision is like kind of talking about alt, alt, um, ultimately the intimacy um, between just anything, right? It could be anyone on this planet, um, but realistically pleasure vision to me represents um, it's a song that I consider like my bisexual anthem um, okay. because just like, it's just ultimately just feeling empowered mm. by your sexuality and being comfortable in it, no matter what that looks like. Um, you know, and then I have like Yano Asare. Yano Asare is a bilingual track. Um, it's just talking about like, I'm no longer going to be the kind of man that sits around and waits for you and thinking about what you're doing and why you're not calling me. And, mm. um, but there's kind of a twist in there because here I'm saying like in the chorus, like, I'm not going to be here anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this. And then the verse starts and it's like, it's like, wait a minute. It's so hard to try to break up with you. But while we're sitting here, your lips are looking kind of good and, and and your eyes your eye is sparkling a little bit and wait a minute I'm really horny you know ah! <laughs> so, so it's kind of like it. this, it's kind of like this back and forth right because it's like oh I'm breaking up with you but like also right. like one last time no I don't want you anymore but oh you feel so good you know what I'm saying yeah. right so um and then of course you have why why am I here um okay. w-a-w-a-i-h and then uh vibes on vibes which ultimately is just the fresh start so when I listen to these songs I'm like I'm like wow like it's a whole lifetime of just just experience within seven right. tracks, right? Um, I can listen to every song and remember where where I was feeling in my life and where I was in my life when I was feeling those things. And um, it's just a reminder that like don't make these mistakes again. Like you you wrote the you wrote the manuscript for you to to um, kind of walk away from toxicity and falling into relationships that are ultimately no good for you. Mm. So listen to it and take your own advice, mm. you know? So, yeah. Listen, cause I was gonna say, you took me through every emotion <laughs> okay. when you were describing your uh, EP. I was like, <laughs> shit. Like, I was like, look, I'm a, I was over here, I was adjusting the computer, I was like double tapping everything I want to lie about. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna listen to the whole EP. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's only 22 minutes. Like, it's like, it's literally like, if you're in the car, like you could listen to it like twice by the time you get to wherever you go in, especially in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> Traffic, y'all. Yeah, yeah. But, That's amazing. Yeah, you painted that picture very well. I will be checking. Very well. Thank you. So let's ask this as we get ready to close out. Are you, uh, what's your current relationship status? Mm. I don't want to be one of those people that are like, it's complicated. Uh, but like, 
it is it is complicated i'm single so okay. i am i am ultimately able to be in a relationship um to be committed to someone um but i'm ultimately heavily co committed to my job mm -hmm. um and to my passion that is music mm -hmm. um and i also have been like kind of dating someone for the last three years and they live overseas so like it just <laughs> So, wow. so like, you know, there's, there's that, you know, right. there's that, but, um, it does not mean that, you know, and the, the way, um, you know, him and I, we communicate, like, this is ultimately someone who is like my best friend, okay. you know, mm -hmm. like we met in Rome, like how many people wow. do you meet? You know, we met in Rome, we spent like, you know, a week and a half together during Halloween, you know, we spent ways, ended up flying to Manhattan to see me again, spent another week together. Like, you know what I mean? And just like, right. we just keep doing this like tango of like, what country are we going to meet in next? Yeah. Um, but he lives in Australia. So, wow. <laughs> so yeah. So I'm like, am I going to be unavailable for someone who is not available? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But um yeah, I, I mean if anyone asks, I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line, y'all, he's single. You can slide in them DMs if you want. You can and I will <laughs> and I will one thousand percent answer. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Oh my god, it was a pleasure having you on today. Yes. This is a great episode. Like I, I loved enjoyed. everything that you had to share, your stories your situations i took some notes from some things so i really enjoyed this it was great i enjoyed myself and i appreciate you for having me on yeah thanks for coming on um okay so y'all know how we close out be sure y'all check him out of course and be sure y'all download his um ep for sure share it with your friends check him out on ig um be sure y'all are following us as well Leave us a great rating. Um, be sure y'all are following us. Share with your friends as well. And yeah, until next time, you guys. Bye. Bye. I'm like, I'm over here waving. <laughs> <laughs>